0: Hi, everyone. I'm Ronnie Mehta, a reporter with Managing IP. I'm here with Wilhelm Prozeski, partner at Adams and & Adams, and Rory Voller, the cabinet-appointed commissioner of the Companies and Intellectual Property Commission of South Africa. Today, we'll be discussing updates from the South African Patent Office. Before we begin, can you both briefly introduce your backgrounds, uh, starting with Rory?
1: Uh, thank you very much, Rani. Um, my name is Rory Voller. I am the Commissioner of the Companies and Intellectual Property Commission. Uh, dealing with what we are discussing today, uh, I will be called the Registrar of Intellectual Property for South Africa. Um, in my previous life, I was an admitted attorney, but I've been dealing with company registrations and amendments and IP for the last 20 years.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Rory. And Wilhelm, can you also give an introduction of your background?
2: Sure. Uh, Thanks, Rani. It's it's great to be here. As you mentioned, I'm a partner uh, at Adams & Adams. Uh, I've been with the firm now for 17 years. I'm a qualified patent attorney uh, with a background in genetics, and I currently head up our overseas filing section with my colleague Janice Galved. We are responsible for all the incoming patent and design uh, filings from foreign applicants into South Africa.
0: Great, thank you both so much. Um, so we have a lot of interesting topics to dive into today. But to start off with, Rory, uh, just to recap, can you tell us the reasons for the CIPC wanting to move from a formal examination system to a substantive search and examination system?
1: Well, um, it's. Uh, I will give you the historic background for it, firstly. From 2008 till about 2018, um, which is a very long time, probably a, a decade of consultation, Uh, we were looking at how do we amend our intellectual property laws in the country our laws are quite archaic um and we needed to look at a different legal framework in order for us to modernize our intellectual property system so in 2018 um the cabinet of south africa uh, at that particular moment passed what is called the the national IP strategy. Now, the national IP IP strategy was put into various phases, and we're currently in phase one. And phase one has, has a multitude of aspects that are to deal with different domains within IP will be discussed and amended. But because we're talking about patents, there was an approval by cabinet that South Africa should move from a depository system into a substantive examination system. And therefore, we had to go through and what we're going through currently is looking at how do we amend the law in order for that to be implemented. Now, the rationale behind that is that a depository system for a developing nation is quite problematic, uh, such as South Africa. You know that uh, when you look at the legal validity of granted patents, it's sometimes questionable, uh, subject to invalidation by courts. Um, we have uh, a, a wealth of, of, of uh, litigation that goes on in terms of the depository system and basically it is open for abuse. Uh, one thing that is always also questionable as far as the granting of a depository system in the international community is that it seems to be that it is a weak system in, in, in a, as far as that is concerned. So as a, a robust and mature innovation ecosystem that we have in south africa is concerned we needed to strengthen the patenting system and therefore uh, the approval was was given by by cabinet that we should go ahead and as an implementation agency of ip look at how we go about and do that so uh, it is a very uh, a laborious process it also a very intensive process and um we slept bang in the middle of it having uh, started way back in 2018 2019 actually before that to be quite um uh, if you look at the, our, our progress to date probably started all the way back in 2016 because we envisaged that the first phase would come so those are the reasons why and that is uh, why we have massive projects in the organization in order for us to implement it when the amendment is passed
0: Definitely, and it seems like a, you know the office has put a, you know a lot of work into it. Can you discuss more what has been done and what still has to happen before the substantive search and examination system will be implemented?
1: Yeah. so um, in 2016, when we received uh, uh, the feedback from our ministry, the Ministry of Trade and Industry, that uh, Cabinet will be in the foreseeable future uh, approving the national IP strategy, Uh, We then went about and looked at how do we build capacity in the organization in order for us to meet that challenge. So what we first did was to recruit a first batch of 20 examiners many, many years ago now. Uh, And we looked at different technical backgrounds. We we, employed... We employed... uh, junior uh, training examiners in biotech, uh, we had them in chemistry, we looked at biochem, physics, engineering, IT and we put them through a very intensive two-year training uh, program. Obviously, we looked at also aspects about patent law in order for us to bridge the gap that they were only scientists but had no understanding of exactly what the the, uh, the legislative um, part of patents is. So we went through that particular process and uh, we concluded that. okay, So we went and trained two Unfortunately, because of the length of time and the fact that the amendment has not been passed, we lost about seven of those, industry has taken quite a few, some have gone back to academics, and then we went through a second batch. So we went through a batch in 2019 of of, of taking on another 30 um, interns, um, uh, substantial examination interns. And, um, uh, and and many of those are, are concluding the internship program. Uh, COVID had a disruptive impact, as we all know. So many of them are, are at the end of, of 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 concluding on on their training. So so what we did is that. We approached some of uh, the biggest patent offices in the world in order for us to collaborate in the training program of our examiners. I'm glad to say that globally there is a lot of assistance out there. Uh, we are a member of WIPO. Uh, we approached them. But also, we received quite a lot of um, assistance from larger patent offices who knew about the first phase of, of of the South African uh, IP strategy and offered to help us. Uh, we. Then a well, actually, we were approached by the European Patent Office, uh, which is one of the largest offices in the world, parts of IP5. And we ended into a memorandum of understanding uh, with them and a strategic partnership with them. Because we in South Africa follow very closely English law and, and the legislative system in Europe is based a lot of that in terms of the patent system, we found it uh, a worthwhile partner that we partner with the EPO. We entered into what is called a reinforced partnership agreement with them um, all the way back in 20. 2018, which continues. I've just, um, in December, had a meeting with the president of the EPO, uh, Mr. Antonio Campinos, to strengthen that particular uh, partnership. And basically, our examiners have been trained through the EPO system. Uh, Because we're also uh, a member of the BRICS uh, uh, group of countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, uh, we do a lot of work as far as training initiatives uh, with those particular partners in order for our uh, junior uh, interns and examiners to be trained up through them. Uh, I'm happy to say that it has been a valuable partnership in the sense that they are, are, are seen to be fully trained. We currently go into what is called experiential learning, Uh, we are utilizing many law firms in South Africa. Uh, I know Adams and Adams uh, is one of them. Uh, We use quite a lot um, throughout the country. And basically, uh our examiners produce reports uh based on real life patents and real life situations uh, we do know that they're not legally binding but because it is true life scenarios we've seen that they are, they are getting the best training on, on on how the patenting system works and how to deal with the with the drawing of those particular reports so we've done a lot of work in that particular space what we've also done is that we're also updating our patent system Uh, We work closely with WIPO. Uh, We are are looking at the IPAS system for many, many years. Uh, WIPO uh, actually sits in my office. Uh, The the, the asset that we have from the IT department of WIPO for Africa sits in the CIPC in Pretoria. And therefore we can draw strength from the fact that they are assisting us as far as us getting our our systems in place, our framework, updating of manuals, and, and looking at how our policies will interact with that. Uh When it comes to looking at search engines we 're also looking at the best in the world because we use e p o and we're currently in the process of, of of looking at how do we how do we improve on 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 the best search engines out there so there 's a lot of work being done uh, we firmly believe that um, once the legislative process is passed and the amendment is done, uh, we as an implementation uh, implementa- uh, implementation agency will be fully geared up uh, uh, to receive uh,
0: patents um so wilhelm uh I... Uh, Rory mentioned, you know, making use of Adams and Adams. Has Adams and Adams been involved uh, in any way in the training of the examiners? And can you also give your thoughts on uh, this system?
2: Yes, Ronnie. Um, as Rory mentioned initially, there was a consultative process that took place um, whereby all the IP firms uh, were asked to give input regarding what they believe, um, you know, the best possible system would look like. And um, after that process, um, you know, we were, a lot of our former partners and consultants were actively and intimately involved in the training of the examiners on various aspects of uh, substantive patent law. Um, our view has always been uh, in favor of moving to a substantive search and examination system, you know, as the largest in South Africa and with associate offices across the African continent, uh, as a firm, we are committed to the implementation of, su- of substantive search and examination uh, in South Africa. And from what we've seen, it's clear from our interactions with the patent office and SIPC that they are approaching it in a very sustainable manner. Um, and although it has been some time um, in the making, um, I agree with Rory that once uh, the legislative process is over, um, it will be hopefully quite quickly to to get that implemented.
0: That's great that uh, you've been involved in uh, that way. And so Rory, um, are there any other benefits that stand out to you for patentees uh, once the system has been implemented?
1: Well, look, I, I think I mentioned that uh, it brings about a lot of uh, legal certainty of the patents granted in South Africa. Uh, we've seen that with other depository systems you know the netherlands also has a similar one to ours we've seen a lot of abuse of the system um we also know that with the granting of those particular rights in in a, in, a, in, a, in the legislative framework which is envisaged, uh, we look at how uh, exact monopolies can be created by patent rights and how justifiable they are and also we will look at how Uh, we can strengthen the fact that, uh, as I mentioned, similar offices face a lot of abuse when it comes to the depository system. It doesn't work for us as a developing nation. And we've seen it quite clearly, especially when you look at issues around pharmaceuticals. Uh, We've seen a lot of issues around that uh, over the years. And therefore, uh, we we find that when it comes to... our developing agenda and what we want to achieve as a nation, we have to look at how we have the full rights that are and, and uh, that are granted by the full substantive examination system being entrenched, and therefore we were able to 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 to, to actively be involved in that particular process. So, so those are, 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 are what we, are what it will, will achieve, and also what will we as a nation also uh, get out of that.
0: I think you alluded to this, but can you talk about uh, uh, when does the CAPC foresee uh, this system being implemented?
1: Well, it's all dependent on uh, the legislation being passed, right? So what we've done is that uh, over a period of about two and a half years, uh, we worked together with the EPO and other offices, worked together with the Swiss office, um, uh, the, the Austrian office, and we basically had a whole Uh, project on on amendment to, to the Patent Act. So we concluded on our part and we handed it over to the department. The department is responsible for actually taking uh, legislation through through the parliamentary process. So, the, the the Minister of Trade and Industry at last year's budget speech mentioned specifically the patent the patent amendment bill, which will be going to to Parliament. Uh, unfortunately, it is still with the ministry. It hasn't actually gone through as yet. So, uh, to be quite honest, your case is as good as mine. As soon as it goes through, which we're hoping during the course of this year. And there's a lot of consultation still to happen. And, you know, consultation takes a hell of a long time because there are such many interested parties, especially in this area of patents. Um, we're probably looking at uh, probably 12 to 18 months before that piece of legislation is passed. But as soon as it is passed, we as an organization are fully geared up. As I said, we've trained the examiners. We've got a new batch. We're actually looking at another batch of playing examiners on board. Eventually, we're looking at probably having about 100 examiners in the CIPC. We doubt we're dealing with the issue around. Um, uh, formalities and, 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 and frameworks that deal with those administrative formalities. We're also working closely with EPO in in, in, in drafting those. And we're also dealing with the IP system, the, the patenting system in with, with WIPO. So we'll be fully get up as an implementation agency as soon as it is
0: possible. Um Great. It seems like the you know, office is doing a lot of really good work to get ready. Um, Wilhelm, are there any other recent procedural changes at the patent office that patentees should be aware of from your perspective?
2: Yes, thanks, Ronnie. Um, I think we've seen over the last couple of years that the patent office is continuously striving to improve um, efficiencies and processes. Um, Representatives of the various firms actually had a meeting with our registrar earlier today. Um, and based on the discussions, we're extremely excited about some of the ch- uh, changes that are on the cards. Over the next couple of months. Uh, One recent change that I think applicants should be made aware of uh, is a change in the requirements to file assignment documents. Um, In some instances, uh, applicants are not required to to file assignment documents. This was in line with a practice note that was issued by the patent office in 2009, if I'm not mistaken, whereby the registrar indicated that if relevant uh, IB 306s Uh, were filed at WIPO to indicate a transfer of rights, or if there were Rule 4.17, two and three declarations um, filed at at WIPO, uh, the applicant will not be required to file assignments. And then thirdly, if the applicant recorded on the priority document and the PCT international phase application was the same, the applicant would not be required to file an assignment document in support of the application. That uh, third aspect has now been changed. There was a practice note issued on the 25th of January indicating that the IB306s and the Rule uh, rule 4.72 and 3 declarations will still uh, uh, exempt the applicant from, from filing assignment documents. But where the, the PDAC applicant and the PCT applicant is the same, that will no longer be sufficient proof uh, that there was a transfer of rights. And in those instances, the applicant will be required to file an assignment document in support of the application. Now, the form of the assignment is not prescribed, and the registrar has a discretion in this regard as to what would constitute proof to his satisfaction of the applicant's right to apply so a copy of an earlier filed assignment document uh, or executed assignment document may be filed in support of the application provided South Africa is at least implicitly included so that is going to affect quite a large number of applications or PCT national phase applications filed in South Africa Um, Obviously, for convention applications, the assignments were also uh, always required because the uh, practice note did not make reference to to Paris convention applications, but merely to PCT national phase applications. So I think it's important for applicants to be aware that there has been this change Mm -hmm. and that, you know, contrary to what the firms had previously indicated, um, you know, in a lot of instances, assignment documents will now be required.
0: That's really helpful. Thank you. I think that covered a lot of uh, the key questions that i had i mean this was a really great analysis and overview of a lot of these changes were there any other changes that either of you wanted to discuss
2: well it might be a bit preemptive um, because it's not been formalized and the practice note has not been finalized Uh, but we did discuss at the meeting um, that a possible change in the request for expedited acceptance that an applicant uh, can file uh, but i think it's it's a little bit too early uh, or premature to discuss that at this stage uh, but it is possible uh, that there might also be a change in you know when one can apply for expedited acceptance in south africa and and how one would have to apply
0: um definitely well i think that'll be something to keep an eye on well, thank you both so much for your time today and for, you know, taking the time to talk to me and our listeners about all of these changes. We uh, really appreciate it. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening in uh, for taking this time. And great to see you all. Hope you all have a good rest of your day.
2: Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Commissioner Wallet.